Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. March Madness winds down this weekend when the four remaining teams in the NCAA tournament are whittled down to the two to play for the national championship on Monday. But basketball being played at a local YMCA has a much different kind of importance. St. Louis race and culture reporter Chad Davis joins us in studio to explain. He has posted a story on our website today about this very special program at a North St. Louis Y. Chad, give us an overview of this program. Yes. So um, this is a program at the uh, Monsanto Family YMCA and um, started by Marcus Wilson. And um, it pretty much is a leadership program where on Saturday mornings they allow young adults to come to the gym and play basketball free of charge. And um, they also offer mentorship opportunities there. Um, and during that time, they, you know, teach kids about leadership or teach young adults about leadership. And um provides a safe haven um, in that area for that time. What's the age range of these kids? Um, the age range varies. It's actually pretty open. Um, I know some of the younger people like can range from like late teenagers, um, but it's gotten to people like in the you know 30s. People in the 30s are there. I've seen people in their 20s. So it's really open. You're very impressed with this program. I really am. Yeah, I think the biggest part about it or what impressed me the most is how close they all were to each other. Um, there's definitely like this brotherhood that they all have and this bond that they share um, from the actual program. So I really enjoy that. Well, now let's meet the man who is behind this program, Marcus Wilson. He's a college basketball player who also played professionally in Europe. He is executive director of the Monsanto Family YNCA, and his program has obviously inspired youngsters and other programs as well. Marcus, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. This sounds like a wonderful program. Yeah, it is. Uh, like I, uh, Last year, when after I had been with the Y for about a year, um, we just saw a need, and we saw a need that there were kids that needed a safe haven, needed a place to uh, come where they could talk, be themselves, uh, feel safe, and have mentors around. And so um, I saw too many kids that weren't coming because they didn't have a membership, and so I just felt like I wanted to open my doors and give them an opportunity to come in and be around other positive kids because when other positive kids see other kids doing good things, it rubs off on them. And so... Um, it started small, and it's just continued to grow since then. Who are these kids? These are kids uh, throughout the community. You know, these are uh, some of the kids do have memberships. Some of them don't. Um, when it first started, I started with just my staff uh, in a way to kind of help me bond with my staff, some of my younger staff that were 17, 18, through maybe 20 years old. And I asked them, everybody, please bring one guy that you think would like to play basketball and just have some fellowship with us. And then it grew from 11 to 14 to 25 to 50 to 75. And so um, there, a lot of these kids that ended up coming later on in the summer were kids who had heard about it and just wanted to go to a place where they knew there was no fighting, no cursing, they could play basketball, and there were other adult mentors who cared about them. And so I think that's one of the main things about it. I think Chad hit the nail on the head. It's a brotherhood where people feel like when I walk in here, it's a family and I'm safe here. Give me, give me another impression of yours, Chad, with regard to what you saw and the way the kids were responding to people like Marcus. Well, they're really attentive. I mean, you had a lot of other um, – there were two other mentors as well who were there. And um, whenever they were talking and they were giving leadership um, leadership examples and things, how they can improve, they were just listening and they were very friendly with them. So, you know, even with the actual leaders and not just within themselves, they are very respectable, uh, respectable and they are just very friendly with all of them. And you could definitely see that bond. Marcus, it's not basketball that is changing these kids. It's it's people like you and the, and the others that you're working with. 
Yeah, basketball is just a vessel. Yeah. It's just a vessel to attract the kids. And uh, like I think Chad would echo this. Before we start playing basketball, we sit down and we start talking. And it may last 15 minutes. It may last 30 minutes. And the topic changes. Sometimes it's what's going on in our community. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, what's going on in the world. The topics change. And you would think a lot of times that the kids are just like, ho-ho-ho-hum, I can't wait till this is done. Mm -hmm. But, no, they're engaged. They're talking because they know that they're they're in a place of psychological trust where no matter what you say, you're not going to be judged. You know, there are people that say, hey, I had someone die this week. Um, I got my car repoed this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I got laid off this week. And there's no judgment. And there's a lot. And then there's people saying, hey, I got a job this week. You know what? Um, I just had a child this week. And so there's ups and downs and you share it and we all come together. And so I think that's that's what's changing there where people can come and men don't have to worry about keeping that tough exterior. You can come. And it's men and women. It's co-ed. But it's majority guys. And. They don't have to have that tough exterior. They can come and be vulnerable and be loved by other men. And you, you don't get that as much these days. And so I'm really proud of that. Is there a spiritual component to this? Yeah, there is. And, you know, I think that we try to. Um, so I partnered with another group, uh, a guy named Danny Brown uh, and Ishmael Sistrunk, who uh, have their group called God Fan Ball. And so with me being executive director, it was something I was running last year. But. You know, as an executive director, I get pulled in a lot of directions. So mm-hmm. sometimes I couldn't sustain it on weekends. Uh, so other some of the other mentors that were involved with it uh, came in. God, fan, ball came in, it, which is God, fan, ball. The, the basis of that is the three most important things in your life is God, family, and basketball. And so um, you come together after we're done having our conversation. Um, we get in the huddle. We pray. We have uh, prayer requests. We have praise reports. And, uh, yeah, you know, we it, it's open. But we, there is a spiritual component to where, you know, that's part of the mentorship to know that you're not alone in this world. Yeah. We we have a picture of uh, a part of this uh, operation on our website at sdlpublicradio.org. Yeah. How, how many young men and women, glad to hear that women are involved in yes. this. The women are pretty good basketball players. And, yeah, no of question course. about that. Um, how many have come through the program? So uh, we're going to start doing a more detailed count this year. Like, like I said, last year it was just a need. And we didn't. I didn't expect for it to blow up like this. Um, so last year, like I said, it was around. Uh, throughout the summer, it was we were getting over a hundred kids per Saturday. Um, during the basketball season, the number had kind of dwindled down because a lot of the kids who were coming were on their high school basketball teams. Um, one of the kids that was interviewed in, in, in Chad's story, uh, Jamari Robinson, plays for MoBat. Another kid, Josh Crawford, he plays at another college. So uh, we get some um, former professional basketball players that I coached at St. Louis University who come back in town. So a lot of those guys are during in the season. And so now that the season's over and when school is out, uh, I would say it's probably between 80 and 120 kids every Saturday. You talk, I'm a little confused about this. You talk about the season being over. Is this not a, a year-long process? I'm sorry. Let me explain that a little bit better. So this the the program, the mentorship program that we're running at the Y is year-round. Mm-hmm. However, there's a lot of the kids who can't come because they, they are playing their current basketball season, either oh. at MOBAP mm-hmm. or the SLU guys who are overseas. And so uh, God Fan Ball kind of helps. We, we collaborated with them, and it sustains throughout the basketball season. And obviously these are kids who didn't make their high school basketball team, mm-hmm. who 
aren't good enough to play in college or just kids who like to play basketball in the community. So um, during the basketball season, a lot of times our numbers are a little bit lower, maybe 30 to 50 on a Saturday. But once the basketball season's over and all the other basketball players come in, then that's when it kind of blows up over 100. You have some pretty stringent rules, don't you, about uh, how the game is played <laughs> at your Y? Well, you know, I, uh, it's really it's not even basketball rules. It's people rules. It's no cursing, no fighting. And if you foul someone hard enough, uh, to knock them down, you have to pick them up because I just growing up, I'm the youngest of 15 kids, and on the playground, if you get hit and you knock somebody down and you kind of walk off, sometimes that's taken as aggression. Like I knocked you down and you got to get up. So if I knock you down, brother, I'm gonna stick my hand out and say, I'm gonna help you right back up, and that builds camaraderie. You know, a lot of times we have kids coming from different neighborhoods, and these neighborhoods don't always get along in in our city. And so when we can put them together on one court. And there's something that there is an aggression, like in a foul, and then they decide that they're going to help each other up. Hopefully that translates to how they're going to help and treat each other out on the streets. And that's that's kind of the purpose of the program. Chad, were you watching this program long enough to see any change in any of the kids that uh, you came across? Unfortunately, I didn't get to see. Um, I wasn't there long enough to see that. But I did run into people who have talked about the changes um, mm-hmm. or who have experienced changes. Um, one person that we were talking about is Jamari Robinson. And um, he's someone who said that, you know, earlier on, you know, he might have had some troubles with, you know, on the court and you know sometimes he would get angry or he would get aggressive and I mean he credits Wilson with you know helping him out and you know trying to um, understand that you know sometimes you go, you don't have to be that aggressive and sometimes mm-hmm. you can be more passive and so you know he's talked about the change and there's another person um, he's actually a member of uh, Godfam Ball or he started with Godfam Ball and his name is Alonzo and um, he talked about his problems that he's had with drugs and alcohol prior but you know joining Godfam Ball he actually was able to you know, um, become sober afterwards. So there are a lot of, you know, transformations that it seems like these, some of these uh, people have gone through. Marcus, do these young people stick with this transformation? Has it been your experience uh, once they kind of get on the right track? Yeah, I think that, like, for example, if I could touch on what Chad just said about Jamari, uh, Jamari doesn't have, uh, like, anger issues. He's competitive. And so what I've seen a lot of times is the, the standard of expectation has not been held high enough. And so what I mean by that is, like, last year I knew that Jamari was an influence in the neighborhood. His dad uh, is, a, is, is a pioneer in terms of uh, bringing kids together in the neighborhood. He's very well respected. And so Jamari was – he was one of my leaders in the basketball program, and his team was losing. He was arguing with this other guy. The other guy said some stuff, and they were kind of yapping at each other. And I really got on Jamari, like, hey, you're one of my leaders here. Like Now – you and this other guy know you're not about to fight, but what about the guests who this is their first time here? Mm-hmm. We need to show them how we behave each other toward how we behave towards um, each other as young men. And so I really held him accountable for that. And I think a lot of times in the past, people would just say, "Oh, that's just basketball. Tempers are going to flare. That's just young men." No, we can come in here mm-hmm. and we can play basketball and we can behave differently. We can change the how people see us and how we see ourselves for the guests who come in for people like Chad or anyone who comes in we can change that narrative that yes we're we're always going to get into an argument and so um holding him accountable for that he he has told me helped him on how he treated his teammates at Mobat this year and how he treats others and how he, he realizes that it's bigger than him people are always watching and that you're always representing yourself your family the YMCA and our community and so I think that's where it sticks with you is um, 
you know, you don't always see it on a, you don't always see it like with your eyes on a day to day basis, but how they behave to their family, to their younger brothers, to their cousins, to their nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. And now that's how I feel we change community because the nieces and nephews are now looking up to Jamari saying, that's how my uncle behaves and that's how he resolves conflict, you know. Have any other of these kids gone on to college? Yeah, so we have a lot of, uh, like I said, Josh Crawford last year, he went to college in Illinois, a Bible college in Illinois. Uh, Jamari's at MOBAP. Um, A couple of, another guy went off to school playing football. Um, Then, like like I said, some of the slew guys come and go. So uh, some of them don't go to play basketball in college, but at Mm -hmm. least they're going to college, uh, St. Louis Community College, and they come back to Guy Fanball and they come back to my program at the Y just to get grounded and be around other good people. Do you think it's fair to say that people like Jamari would not have gone to college if it weren't for your program? Uh, I don't like to take that credit. I think that... Wait a minute. Uh, Wait a minute. Chad, do you think any of these kids... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, Jam- let, I'll let you say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I know Jamari is a sophomore um, right now, so... So, you- like, for, for Josh. Josh said... Uh, that I that I that I helped him along with that. But uh, one of the things that I told Jamari and Josh is, I gave you the structure. You filled in the body. You know how much how many times I give a kid good advice and he doesn't follow it. And so these guys took my advice and they lived it and they pursued it and they made themselves better. So they did the actions. I just gave them the structure. I gave them the love. I gave them the empathy and compassion. I gave them the investment to show, show them that they're people that care about them. Uh, and then they took that. And sometimes they say, you know, they wanted to make make me proud or they wanted to make so-and-so proud. And so I was a small part of it, but they were the arms and legs of their, of their success. Any of the graduates come back and become mentors within the program? That's the plan. You know, yeah. I've only been with the Monsanto YMCA for two years. And so last year was the first year that we really ran it for the full summer. This is the second summer, uh, spring and summer, that we're doing, second year that we're doing it. So um, we're still seeing the growth and um, we still do – we do think that a lot of these kids are going to grow up and be major leaders in our community, which we obviously need. Do these kids find you or do you find them? A little bit of both. You know, uh, like I said, some uh, Jamari actually was working at my YMCA. Mm-hmm. So he was a part of that initial staff that I brought together. Someone invited – he invited Josh, which – after he started playing, I actually hired Josh, <laughs> and he was working at my YMCA before he went off to school. So, it, it, you know, it kind of comes together. It's very um, – it just kind of happens naturally. It's very organic. You know, we don't – it's not like I'm out knocking on doors saying, hey, you need to be a part of this. I probably should, but at the same time, uh, the right people end up coming into your into your lives at the right time, and I think that I do that for them, and, I, and they definitely do that for me. Sounds like you've got a bit of a jobs program going at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a it's a love program. Uh, I, I don't. I don't make any. I don't hide behind. I don't hide behind that. You know, a lot of times people don't want to use the word love, and uh, as men, you know, uh, you don't you don't talk like that. But I love on these kids, and whatever is needed. And so, if they need mentorship, that's what we're going to do. If you need a job, as long as you're committed to coming and showing up on time and treating people friendly, because as an exec, you know, I really want to give great customer service to my members. And so if you're committed to treating people well and showing up one time, then, yeah, we can talk about a job. So what's ever needed uh, to help get you from point A to point B and be a better person and, uh, and help our community, that, that, that's what I'm going to do for you. Any, any plans or possibility of expanding it? Well, we probably need to because our gym, uh, when we get 125 kids in there, it's a long wait for the next game to come on. Um, a lot of them really come for the conversation and for the camaraderie. Even there's been times where 
kids came and lost one game and then couldn't get back on the court because the, the line was so long. But as they're waiting, you're getting to see your friends play. There's conversations going on on the sideline. There's no cursing. There's no none of that. So a lot of times, as you know, in North St. Louis, um, there's good and bad. Obviously, this is some of the good, but there is bad going on. And where people know that they can come for three to four hours in a safe space and be safe, um, yeah, I think that that's, uh, that's the big thing that they, they continue to come back for. How can a kid become involved in this program? What's the process? You just got to show up. Um, that, that was the big key. Um, I went to my – and I want to give thanks to I, – I call them – I don't call them my boss, my leaders at the YMCA because they lead and I follow um, their lead. But I just saw a need that there, there were some kids that couldn't afford memberships. And so I just opened up the doors. There is no, there's no fine print. You come on Saturday at 9 o'clock, we're going to welcome you. You sign the guest sheet, bring your ID, so and so we know who you are. You sign the guest sheet, and you come on in, and you're welcome at, our, at the Monsanto YMCA anytime between 9 and 12 on Saturday mornings. Okay, we'll put the uh, contact information on our website at stlpublicradio.org. Final thought from you, Chad, about all of this. Congratulations on your story, by the way. <laughs> Front page on our website. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, you know, it was really inspiring to see a lot of the children and, and the young adults who were there. Um, I mean, they've they've all gone through, a lot of them have gone through a lot of things, and, you know, the ability for them to share and, and open up to one another, um, it was great seeing that, and um, it was, it's great to see a program like this. And great to read about it, too. Thanks to Marcus Wilson. Thank you guys uh, for having the me. The Monsanto Family YMCA and St. Louis Public Radio reporter Chad Davis. Up next, remembering William Gass. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7, KWMU. Moses Malone, I like slam dunks and take me to the hoop. My favorite play is the alley oop.